0: Welcome to Journeys in Grace. This is Pastor Eric Hubbard. Just welcome you and thanking you for joining this broadcast. And we just want you to know that as we go about this journey, our walk in Christ, that God loves you. No matter where we are in life, no matter who you are, no the color doesn't matter, your size doesn't matter, your name doesn't matter. All that we all need to know is that Christ, who came into the earth as a man, lived a sinless life life, died on an old rugged cross for our sins, rose again on the third day, seated at the, at the hand of the Father, came just for you. I read the scripture says that he came for the joy that was set before him, despising all the shame, but with, a, with joy knowing that at the end of this, My people, my children, my brethren, my sisters are coming home. So let's walk together today as we go about studying the Word of God for these next 20 minutes. Thank you for joining us. We're going to start out today in the book of Matthew. And the title of this little talk is going to be Who is Your Father? In Matthew, the sixth chapter, the twenty first, twenty fifth verse, Matthew six, twenty five, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, are yet for your body. What you shall put on it, is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowl of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, are you not much more than they? A of you, taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature. A why, t- why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you, that even Solomon, King Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothes you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, or whether shall ye be clothed. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for itself. Sufficient unto day is the evil thereof. And as we look at this scripture here in, in the book of Matthew, in the sixth chapter, I believe it was three times where Jesus would begin to say, take no thought. Why are you worrying? When he says, take no thought, he's saying, why do not worry? Or, or uh, put it another way, why are you worrying? Why are you worrying about what are you going to eat? Why are you worrying about what are you going to drink? Why are you worrying about the clothes you're going to put on, or where are you are going to stay, or, or the job? Even today in in our uh, language, we would say, uh Where's my where's my money coming from? How will I get to work? How will I feed my kids? How will I be able to take care of myself if you're single? How can I who's gonna who's gonna looking after me in our troubled times? In the times that we live in today, with uh COVID raging all over the world yet. Prayers for vaccines, and now we hear that uh there's trouble with some vaccines and uh the very ethical part of whether how they were created. And yet Christ is there. He is the answer for everything that we'll ever need. But he says to us, don't take thought. Don't worry about all these things that the natural mind says, how am I going to do it? And I tell you today, there's a word called pride. And right in the middle of pride, I snipped that from someone. Right in the middle of pride is the letter I. Whenever you're focused on I, you lose focus of who God is. You lose focus of what he can do. And God is a father that loves his children. As I said at the beginning of this message, he, God gave this earth the greatest gift that we will ever have in all throughout eternity. The fact that he would send his son for some who he knew would not love him, some who he knew did not care for him. But by the grace of almighty God, yet still he said, I, I, I'm going to send my son. And Jesus Himself, the Bible says, I believe over in Revelation, where He says, "A body, Thou hast prepared for me. A body, a body." I'm sorry, that's that's the wrong uh, that's the wrong scripture. That's um, it's in it's in Revelation where He says, "The where the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world." Well, He begins this, because Jesus knew that He was coming here, knowing God, knowing, being all knowing, being the all knowing God, the omniscient God that that says. Uh, I can look into the future. I believe Isaiah says that he knows that he can declare the uh, end from the beginning. Knowing, knowing that man would would mess this thing up. Knowing that we would need his divine favor, his grace, which is what we're going to be focused on. All of these teachings that as we go forth, all of the few teachings that we talk, talk about and the subjects that we talk about, it all points to grace. Jesus said, the volume of the book was written of me to do thy will, O God. Him saying this is you wrote the book. From Genesis to Revelation, it all points to me. It all points to me. And the fact that He is the Son of God. He is God manifested in the flesh, said the book in the book of Colossians. He's the He's the fulfillment, He's the epitome, he's the shape of all that we would expect of God. Jesus manifested as a man. Though he was God, yet he took the fashion of man. He put on the the uh uh the clothing, this earth suit. He zipped himself up in a seed, and by faith God found a woman named named Mary. And Mary, by faith, received the word of God. And by faith, she 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 she, she uh, uh received the seed, which is the word, as the book of John says, and John John 1 and 1 it said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Mary knowing by faith, if my, if, if, if my father says, which came by the angel and told her, Hail Mary, thou art highly favored. But going back, I'm getting ahead of myself. We in Matthew 625. It begins again. It talks about how God with great care cares for his children. He begins the first comparison in verse twenty-six. He says, "Behold the fowls of the air." He said, "Take notice." That's what "Behold" said. Look, see. He said, "Behold the just the birds." He said, "They don't sow. They don't. They don't take seed and, and put out in the earth so they'll have a crop. They're not uh, uh, at the end of the harvest. They're not out reaping. They don't build barns. They don't have savings account. They don't have uh, uh, silos to to to, uh, to have seed for later on in the winter or, or even suns or spring or summer or fall, he says, yet your heavenly father feeds them. He says, are you not much more than they? Then the 27th verse says, fifth of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature. In other words, none of us can, can uh, by mind power, or whatever power that may be, can can grow another inch. You are who you are. But Psalms 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew what he was making when he, when he gathered that DNA and deposited it into that seed, knowing that as he sent you here and, you, and had a plan for you in the earth, he sent you here prepared for the destiny and plan that he had for you. He says, I say unto you, as he began to talk about uh, the raiment that we put on, he said, consider the lilies of the field. 29 says that even Solomon and all of his glory, was not arrayed or arrayed, dressed as one, and, and, and his beauty had no comparison to the lilies of the field. He says, Wherefore, if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, surely not much more clothes you. If God put all, made all these, uh, uh, he, he made provisions for the birds. He made provisions so that every summer You can look out into the field and you can see the lilies and all the blooms coming up. We're now entering, we're closing in on springtime. And now you can see just the hints of of lilies and buds uh, just barely peeking up in the south. Because it knows as the sun begins to warm just a little bit more each and every day, they begin to grow just a little bit. But God did this for them in preparation. Because he said in Genesis, he said, "Um, um, uh, the seasons shall not fail. He said, seed, time, and harvest shall not fail. It shall not fail until the ends of the earth. But he says now in the, in the, 30, in the 31st verse, he says, take no thought again what you shall eat or what you shall drink or whether, or whether shall we be clothed. Again, when we see God, uh, uh, Jesus begin to continually repeat these things, saying, don't worry. I've got you. Wherever you are, whatever your situation, no, God's got you. He's got you. He's got you. And each and every day, as we, you wake up to see the new day, as we, our eyes open up to behold a new morning, it's new opportunities. It's another day that we can give God praise. And if you don't know him, it's a day and it's an opportunity for you to find Christ. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be in prison. You could be in the hospital. You could be in, 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 in a, um, some type of asylum. You could be, you could be in a foreign country. You could be in the jungles of Africa. You could be in the, in the, in the slums of New York. You could be in the it's most beautiful high rise in Tokyo. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what your color may be. The scripture says, who shall, whosoever in the book of Romans 10 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Because God has made provisions for each of his children, knowing that. That we all need a savior. So it goes on. In the uh, 33rd verse saying. But seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. Shall be added unto you. He said seek first. And what is the kingdom? The kingdom is is not uh, houses. And lands. And uh, a well paying job. We hear about every day. Where people who are uh, well off financially. Yeah, massive houses, uh, money in the bank, fame, all these things, and they end their life because they're unhappy. They end their life because they can't bear the pressures of life, the pressures of fame, the pressures of business, the pressures of, of family, the pressures of a divorce, where um, uh, the man's got $10 million and, and because he's, he's messed the, the situation up, or his wife has left him, and now he's there alone. You would think that his money would would comfort him. But money can't buy your love. Money can buy your trouble. Money can in, in use in the wrong way. Money is an asset. Money is not evil. The love of money is, is evil, but money is not evil. But when you put all of your trust, all of your care, all of your attention in getting money, you lose the focus of why God sent us here on the earth. Because all of us have a purpose. Alright, so let's go move on now as we begin more to talk about who our Father is. We'll look over in uh, again, in the same chapter in Matthew, but now we're going to back up to uh, verse 19. And now be, I'm going to uh, i got to hit up with myself a little bit, but in Matthew six nineteen 19 it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, What thieves do not break through, through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where our focus is, that's what the treasure is. It's where you put value. Where is your value today? Is your value on the things that you possess? Is your value on friends who are with you today and gone tomorrow? Today you're the life of the party because you have all the money. You have the biggest house. You have the new cars. Everybody loves to ride in your car. Come to your house for the party. Even in COVID, uh, we hear gatherings where people come together and they, they party and do what it will, do the things that they do. But yet, when it all is said and done, when the party is over, when the music is off, you have to fill your house with noise, the loud TV and turn the radio up, turn the music up, turn on all the different uh, um, instruments that we have because we can't bear to be quiet. Because in the quietness, we hear the voice of God calling you, calling me to come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus is here today offering all of us this, this peace for all who don't know him, the peace. If you don't have peace today, he's available. Many ask, why would the loving God send people to hell? How could a God who says he's full of love? Well, God has made himself available to all men. The book of John, around 317, said Jesus came for, for he died for the whole world. For the whole world, Christ came into the earth. For the whole world, he came and presented himself so that we could know that God is a God of love. He's a God that loves people. And that's why he sent his son. That's why he sent Jesus. And I'm going to read it for you. It says, uh, Uh, St. John uh, 3.17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. For the world came, Jesus didn't come to condemn, but it says, but the world through him might be saved. That men would recognize that we as as, uh, uh, lost men and lost women, we would recognize that I need a Savior. I need God. And then even with the church today, when Christ comes, because Jesus was the fulfillment of the law. And some say, what about, what about the law? We've all heard of the Ten Commandments, and what they stood for, how Moses went up to the mountain for 40 days, and God with his very finger uh, carved out the Ten Commandments. But when Moses came back down to the, uh, to, to the children of Israel, he saw them dancing around the idol, and Moses took the, the, uh, the tablets and, and, just, and smashed them because his anger rose at the because they forgot who God was. And just that 40 days that Moses was gone. So Moses went back up the mountain for another 40 days. And this time God led him right out the commandments. So those, 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 uh uh, the commandments were written on stone. But those commandments only revealed and showed man the thing. And it revealed sin. It gave him all the do not. Do not steal. Do not kill. Do not bear false witness. Do not commit adultery. All the, the law was good. But man found that he could not live it. He could not sustain himself. He could not sustain himself and and, and keep the commandments and keep himself clean. So God gave him a way out. He gave him the sacrifice of the innocent. The the, uh, sacrifice of the innocent lamb and, and the birds and the bullock to show them as a type of his son coming to the earth. And that innocent lamb gave itself once a year. But it only purged the people's sins one time. Commandments were good, but the problem was man was not good enough to keep them. The prophet Ezekiel says, I believe the 24th chapter says, He searched for a man among them to make up the heads, to stand in the gap, but he said, I found none. There was no man to make it up. There was no one that could carry uh, uh, the sins of men and present it before God. Only Jesus Christ could could carry the load, could live the life, the sinless life, because he bore the seed of God. He didn't bear the, seed, the, the sinless seed of Adam, but he came through a virgin, lived the life as I said before, showed men. When he found the woman in adultery, what did he do? They said, master, good master. The law said, stone her. But what did Jesus say? He who was sin, let him cast the first stone. The Bible says from the oldest to the youngest, they all turned and walked away. While Jesus stooped and rolled in the sand, rode, in the, uh, rode on the ground. And when he rose, he looked at the woman and said, woman, where are thou accusers? She said, Lord, there are none. They're all gone. Because no one else, although in their lives they, they live to the law the best of their ability, They knew they were yet sin-laden. They knew that they were not without sin. But the one who could have stoned her, the one that could have uh, condemned her, he did not. He gave her life. But yet he gave her. He told her, go and sin no more. Don't go back to that old life. Don't go back. Don't go back. But today I'm telling you, whoever is hearing me on this uh, short talk today, Come to Christ. Let God reveal his love to you. Christ died for us all. And God has prepared a way for us. When well, we won't have to live this life by ourselves. Or we don't have to struggle with uh, uh, and, and live without peace. Isaiah twenty six three said, Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord Jehovah, for in him is everlasting peace. This God, this Lord, the one that is calling you today, but you didn't reach this recording by accident, but he is calling you, come. One book of scripture says, come. Let us reason together. And as we get ready to close, I just want to take you over to the book of Romans, the 10th chapter around the eighth verse, where there was an invitation made that began to, that's as, as Paul wrote in the book of Romans, one of the greatest books that you'll ever read, and one of the most important books of the Bible. All the words of God are good. All the words of God, even those of the law, the law was good. Man just could not keep them. Yet the law pointed us to a Savior who, was, who, who, who lived a perfect life, and now Jesus came to reveal to us grace. This journey of grace, as God revealed it, showed Adam grace, showed Adam mercy, gave gave Abraham mercy, gave Noah mercy, showed them the grace of God, the faith of of, of Abraham. The Bible says Abraham didn't obtain his favor by uh, by his sinless life, but the Bible says he was justified by faith. But over in Romans, that we begin, and we'll talk about that at another time. Romans, the 8th chapter and 10th, in the 10th chapter rather, Romans 10 and 8. It says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The word of God is voice activated. You have to give word. He says confession. For with the the next person, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Something happens. Something happens when you confess Christ as your savior. The 11th verse says, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him, shall not be ashamed. You won't be disappointed. If you will just open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you, believing that you came into this earth, lived a sinless life, died for my sin, rose again on the third day. I ask you to, and, and now I ask you to come into my life, for I receive you as Lord and as Savior. And if you repeat those words, Christ will come into your life right now. And a divine peace which cannot be explained will come upon you as you receive the gift of salvation and begin your journey in grace. We'll never arrive at the have a, at the final destination that destination is heaven itself but we must leave we must leave the dock and to begin this journey we got to get in the we got to start the walk one philosopher said philosopher said. The journey of a thousand miles begin with one step. Would you take that step today? I pray that you would. And if you have, I ask that you write us um, at, at Journeys in Grace. My email is Pastor Eric and d at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R, Eric, E-R-I-C, the word and, A-N-D, and uh, my wife's name, D, D-E-E, at Gmail.com. I say it one more time Pastor, P A S T O R, Eric, E R I C, and A N D D D E E at gmail.com. Write us today. Tell us if you enjoyed this message, and we'll see you next time. Be blessed. Be saved. Be well. Amen.